0: fact or myth in the big game the coin toss usually comes up heads that is a myth in fact tails has come up more often in recent years football is full of myths like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin gambling is a share of myths too unfortunately believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money so learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com you'll also find helpful tips interesting quizzes
1: and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun That's promo code D-O-Y-O-U-1-0 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. This is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: Behind home plate, we bringing it to them all day. All day you know what's up, welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. always. You know what's up, welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we it to you where we at you know we coming back section 336 we on this so tune in you know what's up welcome to birdland yeah yeah welcome to birdland you know what's up welcome to birdland Birdland. now here come the boys from section 336 ladies and gentlemen boys and girls baltimore sports fans of all ages welcome to section 336 next generation of baltimore sports talk i am your endearly stunning host matt soroka as always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh that's
2: a That's a uh, really pretty standard intro you're doing there for uh, one of the most exciting weeks in Orioles baseball.
0: Josh, how do you respond to a lot of the fans, a lot of the coconuts saying that you are not a true Oriole fan because you were not at Adley Rutschman's debut?
2: How do I you have, respond to that, Josh? I have not heard these um <laughs> these I may have made them up. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that at some point because I all think right. the Orioles did a disservice to the fans. Okay. I don't and think, I the, think Orioles, the fans oh, did, the, it, did a disservice to the
0: Orioles, but so oh, i agree with that, that as well. Yeah. Both
2: ways, yeah. All right. And I and it serves me right after last week saying that these fans are annoying me. Yeah, and going after the fans last week. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I get it. All right.
0: You know, we got a lot to talk about. This is, this is our roller coaster that is Section Three to Six now. Where two weeks ago I was on the playoff bandwagon. Last week I was like, "This team is going to get a number one draft pick because we're so terrible." This week I'm back on the playoff bandwagon again. So it's just a it's a it's a week to week thing. Week to week, week, this week? Team. week yeah, to week. it
2: is. Um, but it's it's just because this team is fun, and this team when you look at the lineup and when everyone's healthy, like we had a lot of injuries last week, and now that everyone's healthy, you're starting to look around and you're just starting to have fun. We're scoring runs. Tonight we got four runs up on Cole, didn't see that coming. So it's there's exciting things with this team even outside of Adley Rushman. I know I
0: want to hurry up and do this podcast because I want to watch the rest of the game uh, because this team is is must must watch right now. Yeah, they really are. I mean, if you even go back because on Monday we talked about the you know how this is just going to be dreadful. Austin Hayes was out. Mountcastle was out. Yeah. We had the Yankees and the and the right. and the Rays coming on.
2: We said bury your head in the sand until June. Yeah, because we're gonna not just lose,
0: right. we're gonna get blown out in these games. But even in the loss to the Yankees, right, on Tuesday, four to five. Yeah. On Wednesday, two to three. Two one a- run games. This yeah, is pre-adley, right? Two run run games that the pigeon matchup, she looked at me and said, There's no way we're competing. And we and we we hung in there one run games and then you know the the game on thursday we beat the yankees 9 to 6 and of course you know we'll, we'll get into what we did against the rays but but even <laughs> even when we're not winning i think that's been a theme all year even when we're not winning we're competitive you Barely feel few games are we getting blown out and we're competitive every even against really good teams every game we're competitive.
2: you feel like you're in the game you feel like you have a shot you feel like even at the end of the game this team's in it and i think nothing highlights that as much as sunday where, yep. where, where Sunday? Where this past Sunday was the Rays, and I know you want to hold off getting into the Rays, but that is just the epitome of this team. It's the ninth inning, two outs. You still somehow think you have a shot?
0: Well, yeah, 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 because that game starts where your starter doesn't even record an out, right? Gives up a run, doesn't record an out, gets knocked out of the game. It turns into an impromptu bullpen game that you had no chance to prepare for. And they score a bunch of runs to start the game. They were up by, I don't know, what, three or four early on. Right. And you think, oh, here we go, bullpen game. We're in a big hole. Yeah, there, there you go. But it's not there you go because this team just keeps on fighting. It's a, it's a, we had no business even making that a competitive game, let alone winning the game. And we did. And so you're right. I think Sunday is an epitome of what this team. I mean, this whole series, that whole series is going to happen. And Friday, I was at Friday night's game. which was just an amazing game. One of the best games I've ever been to.
2: Well, and and part of it, is, it's. I mean, you got to give, we talk about how this lineup, you look at this lineup and you're like, oh yeah, I'm comfortable with that lineup. But it's the pitching. The pitching's holding this together. We're almost through the month of May and we still are top half in pitching staffs in baseball. Yeah. And that's huh. what we talked about. The Orioles don't need to be number one in pitching. They
0: they they don't even need to be top five. If they can be somewhere in the middle, this team can win a lot of baseball games. If we're somewhere in the middle, the past several years we've been dead last in pitching. And, and that's been this has been the story this season. Somehow our pitching has gone from dead last to middle of the pack without adding any big names, which is kind of remarkable, and without bring up any big prospects. Right? It's not like. Oh, D.L. Hall and Grace Rodriguez are here, and so th- this is why we're in the middle of the pack now. No, we haven't even brought up any top starting right. pitching prospects yet, and yet somehow we're in the middle of the pack.
2: No, we um, got a man. team ERA of 388. Right. That's outstanding. Right. I don't Nothing know what it was last ridiculous. year. It had to been around five last year. <laughs> five? Yeah. It's probably around seven. Let's see. Uh, all right, well, the worst team pitching staff in baseball is 561, and that's the yeah. Cincinnati Reds. That was yeah, probably the Orioles remember. last year. Yeah it's just a remarkable turnaround around with the, with the pitching staff. Well, and it's yeah. it's this stuff that if you Mike Elias was, you know, in the booth, I believe it was Sunday I saw him in the booth talking with the guys on the uh, TV broadcast and he talked about how up until this point all the moves the Orioles have been doing, all the improvements they've been doing have been behind the scenes, have been coaching staff, have been electronics, have been working on fundamentals, it's all been behind the scenes. And he was saying, well, now with Adley, now it's up front. Now we're starting to show you what we've been working on. And I feel like that's how we're seeing with this rotation, with this lineup. And the other thing I took from Elias at the same time, he was talking about the Rays, and they said, hey, the Rays are always up there. The Rays are always winning with a small payroll. What do you see in the Rays? And Rays And he talked about how the Rays don't have stars. They've got a lot of guys who can fill lots of positions and a flexible lineup and flexible positions. And I think when I look at the Orioles, I see that with Mateo and Urias, with uh, Mountcastle, Mancini, even Adley, with this rotating DH spot where you're okay putting Adley at DH and leaving Chirino behind the plate. There's lots of flexibility in this lineup that gives a lot of confidence both control and freedom to Brandon Hyde. Yeah. I mean, I hate the comparison to the Rays. I know if, it's early. I, I get it.
0: No, no, but the Rays I don't also think it's early because yeah. I hope we spend a lot more money than the Rays spent.
2: Oh, definitely. I, I don't want to trade away definitely. every
0: good player. I want stars. Yes. I want to pay for them. I, 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 I don't want to do it the Rays way. Agreed. I want to develop like the Rays, but I also want to spend money
2: like a real baseball team. Yeah. Yeah, because we want to be. We don't want to just be like the Rays where we grow our pitchers and we trade them off. We yeah, want to exactly. grow our pitchers and also sign guys and be good forever. And resign our own guys. Yeah, 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 definitely.
0: But you're right. When the other day, um, I guess this is yesterday, when Adley DH, Austin Hayes was available to pinch hit. Today, I believe Santander is not in the starting lineup. Right. So he's available to pinch hit. Yeah. We and- talked about before this team lacks depth. Even just the addition of Adley Rutschman, a guy I can hit. Replacing a guy who can't hit gives you that little more depth. So you can do the DH with Adley, and then um you get a really good bat on the bench that will become right. useful. At some point in this game, Santander will pinch it for Chris Owens. I yes. guarantee it. And before Santa before Rutschman was here, Santander would have had a DH and you would have had no one on the bench to, pit- to pinch it. You got saw, ben, yes, ben ben boom, Hayes man. came up in the big big spot and pinched it. Yes. And now today it's gonna happen with Santander. And
2: and you mentioned Sunday. And Sunday, Austin Hayes came in to pinch hit. We also uh, put McKenna in to pinch run. Um, then there was so much movement that between the ninth inning and the tenth inning, seven players were in different positions yeah. than they were the previous inning, which just shows yeah. the flexibility that this team has, which is exciting and part of why they're exciting even though they're not great. Even though they're not the best team, there's still there's something exciting and special about this team. And it's really getting me excited for the future.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the exciting things is very practical, right? You mentioned before the pitching where, especially now that we got rid of Travis Lakens, um, there's no guy that's going to come in and just give up five runs, right? Like there's no guy. We've always had guys in the past yeah. who would just implode all the time. The
2: guy the guy that when you pull him in, the game's over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and maybe you could argue Michael Bauman's kind of that guy, but if Michael Bauman's that guy, he's a pretty good guy to have as your kind of explosion guy. Um, but 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 so 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 that means, you know, if we're down four runs, it's not automatically down eight runs right in, in a few innings. Yeah. Like we'll stay down four runs. Well maybe we'll be down five runs. But that's always when the striking distance. Um and our offense we've seen is capable of putting up some runs. Yep. All right, a lot to get to. Before we get to Adley, can we just one more thing about the Yankee series? Yeah, the first Yankee series, not today's Yankee series. Yeah, the first Yankee series. Josh, any thoughts on? Uh, I forget the exact quote from Aaron Aaron Rutschman. Something about build a wall or something. Create a stadium. So Aaron, and then um... and then Aaron Boone kind of supported it, and Trey Mancini kind of mentioned too. Uh, you know, a lot of the hitters yeah. don't like the wall and either. What are your thoughts on the wall and kind of judge's
2: comments and and it's no surprise. I mean, it's Aaron judge's comment saying, yeah, it's like any creative park. It's giving and take out of context a little bit. All every single one of these contexts, Oriole fans are taken out of context. Every one of these statements, but Hey, it's not like that's something Oriole fans do. I think we'll talk about that more later, but (laughs) he's simply saying it's like a creative ballpark that you can just, you know, you go into MLB the show and, then you can just click and change the park between Game One and Game Two. That's all he's right. trying to say is, "Hey, Camden Yards has been this way for but, tw- thirty years." But Josh years, it now came they're changing.
0: after the fact that he didn't yes. get a home run. Oh, and I'll get to that point. He didn't he get a home, home run. run last year. Yes, okay, I'll get to that. And point. it said that ball would have been a home run actually in every ballpark, but Camden Yards. Yes, I get that. Budget.
2: I get that. Yeah. All right. But here is my point. He's saying he's he's just complaining about how they're changing the how they change the park. After thirty years, Yankee didn't Yankee Stadium move their walls back, move their fences back like after year two. I could be, I don't know. I believe Yankee Stadium has moved their walls multiple times. Okay, he's he was clearly irritated because it would have been a home run last year, and I get. And Trey Mancini comes out and says, "Yeah, hitters don't like the wall. Of course they don't. If it was up to hitters, every every uh, stadium would be a bandbox. Every stadium would have the walls even shorter. Doesn't matter who you are, whether your team or not." If you're a hitter, you don't like the wall. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. The, yeah, I, I mean, there, was a stat, there was a stat right after that where this time last year, the Orioles had given up 18 home runs at home, and to this point they gave up six. That's a good change. That's helpful. I like that. I'll take that. And, yeah, it's, is it going to irritate some people? Sure enough. It'll always irritate people. Especially hitters, if if the ball is gone out, I, and you hear this with the Oriole fans all season, when one of our guys will hit the ball, and you heard it in that game. I think you texted me and said uh, that would have been a home run. Um, who was it? Mullins? Did Mullins hit a ball that would have been a home run? Yeah, someone extra innings hit a ball deep enough that it would have been
0: a home run. Right, and it, it, it maybe was a second. And fly. every
2: time that happens to an Oriole, Oriole. They say, I'm "Oh, look! Tweeting. The Orioles I'm lost not, this game because yeah, of I'm the wall." I'm not gonna
0: tweet it, but I'll text it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, you'll
2: text it to me privately. Yeah, you won't. I will tweet it because at the same time there were probably three hits previous in the game that would have put the Rays up in the lead. Up. Ahead. I don't
0: pay attention to those
2: exactly, I just exactly. To and that's how it. Orioles Twitter is. They don't pay attention yeah. to the things that where the wall helps them. It's all about uh, what it doesn't and. Aaron Judge is a monster I believe didn't he get two home runs that game already
0: yeah and that would have been I think a third I think that would have um, been his
2: third he got another I, I mean, one tonight I mean he's a monster think he he's going tonight
0: or something did, did he get two tonight well I just saw Aaron Judge on my app with runs I don't know if that was a home run oh he I did just get him a home right. run yeah you're right. <laughs> you're right you're right
2: Judge, no so um, first of all he's gonna crush the ball no matter where the wall is yeah so and that's
0: not on the wall that's not on Aaron Judge that's on the Orioles. Why the heck are you pitching any to Aaron, judge, to Aaron judge at this point? No, it's time he for is, Barry Bonds treatment. Josh, I saw a stat today by Rocco Bacco, Now you need to update his numbers. 79 games, 31 home runs against the Orioles, 79 games, not even half a season, 31 home runs against the Orioles. Now this, make it 32.
2: This season, um, 10 games against the Orioles, six home runs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just here's a word of advice. Um, don't don't um pitch to judge pitch and and by the way every time uh buster only loves to tweet out aaron judge stats yes this is a perfect scenario for buster only aaron judge or plus this. hitting home runs against the orioles yeah. this is like a perfect storm for buster only he's in heaven judge a couple of things about the well, home run comment i though. do
2: like that yankee fans get upset every time aaron judge hits the ball because they're upset that the yankees haven't extended him yet and his cost goes up by a million dollars. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, but I think
0: the, the thing that Orioles fans pointed out, I think this is so true. It's a little bit embarrassing calling out someone else's stadium when you can hit a pop-up to left field in Yankee stadium and it's a home run. Right. So it's a little bit em- because, and we talked about this before, this is one of the coolest things about baseball is every stadium is unique. Every stadium is create a park, or right? You can make the dimensions what you want. And in Yankee Stadium, I think it I think it's embarrassing that you can just hit a fly ball three, you know, 315 feet and it's a home run. Um and other people might think it's embarrassing that you can hit a ball 375 and it's still not a home run in Camden Yards, uh to you know, to to left field or whatever. Um, or actually right field, I think also you see a lot of dinky home runs in in right field. That's the embarrassment with Yankee Stadium It's really short in right field. But either way, like it's it's a each stadium's unique and different, and it's just ironic that a a team a guy who plays for a team that has a three hundred fourteen foot right field wall would complain about someone or criticize someone else's the dimensions of someone else's stadium. Like, dude, right. talk about throwing from glass houses. Um, but yeah, but then Trey Mancini he got on it too, and and you get the argument right. If I was a hitter, I would prefer the fence to be shorter as well. But Mike Lass's point is we, we, we've, we've given up enough home runs in the history of Camden yards. Um, something needs to yep. change and I, and I'm not, I don't, I don't, I take very few stats at this point. Let's get to the end of the season at the end of the season. Then we can start doing things like comparing home run to, to, totals, but I'm not doing anything with comparing home run to, totals in, in, in may. I don't care about the stats, last year, can we, year, in may let's wait till the end of the year. Then let's look at the stats, and I'm really curious to see what the home run percentages look like, and what Ryan right. Castle's home runs look like, and how much of a change it really is. So we'll see with that.
2: Yeah, I don't. I'm not concerned about the wall at all. It's all going to balance out. All right, let's get
0: to the race series then. So, the Orioles took. Here's my favorite stat about the race series, and then we'll get to Adley Rutschman's promotion, which is you know really why we're doing this podcast—just talk about Adley Rutschman. The This is my favorite stat. We won two games out of the three. We didn't lead the game for a single pitch in the entire series. There was not a moment in this series. There was not a pitch in this series where we had the lead, not a single pitch. We were behind the whole time. We tied it, and then we won in extra innings. I was at the the 13-inning game that had everything you could possibly want, including a guy, a rookie making his debut, and in Nick Vetsby, who looked he looked incredible. Yep, great story there. And then, of course, the walk off by Odor. Just oh, and the, of course the tag by Ben Boom, whose reward he had an amazing tag, um, and he's rewarded by getting cut and sent down. Which yeah, is but he understands
2: that he knew that was coming um, before yeah. before spring training started.
0: Yeah, um, but all in all, and then of course the Odor walk off, and it's one of those great walk offs where you know the moment he hits it that it's game over. It was just a beautiful sight. My son was exhausted, but it was worth it, seeing that. And then I was uh, like, okay. I can't believe you
2: kept Silas out that late. I know.
0: And then I was like, okay, we'll just recover. We got all started to, to, to recover. And then, of course, in the morning, they make the Rutchman announcement. So we're like, oh, we got, Silas, I'm sorry, you have to go back. I, you have to be there for Adley's first game. Yeah. You got to go back. He doesn't mind, though, right? He was excited. Yeah, he, he said this. He said, this is what he said when I told him. I said, son, you know, you don't have to go. Do you want to go? He said, yes, but I'm not staying past the 10th inning. <laughs> I think, all right, that's a deal. Okay. We won't stay past the 10th past the, the,
2: the inning. That, that was what we agreed upon. Good thing you didn't go Sunday. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, I saw lots of friends um, taking kids to uh, the game Saturday, taking kids to their first game being Saturday, which is cool. It'll be cool when Silas is our age that he'll be able to tell like his friends, yeah, I was at Adley Rushman's first day, game.
0: Yeah, he kept yeah. on asking me because at the end they gave us little commemorative tickets, right? To yes. say that we were at the game. Oh, which is oh a I really see. cool idea.
2: Yes, I saw those on uh, online. I saw people selling them for like fifty bucks a ticket. People were selling the tickets. Yeah, could you send me one? I'm not going to send you fifty bucks. No, I'm not going to send you one. You have to be at the game to get one.
0: Are <laughs> right, right, you were at Twenty One? Game, which is lying.
2: No, I like the commemorative tickets because this is the. I was there moment where a million people now lie and say they were at 2131. Right. Um
0: but but my son didn't get it. He kept on asking like what is this for? Like can can, can we is this a ticket for a game? Can we use to to, to another yeah. game? Like he never he still I, I try tried to explain to him, this is so we could say that we're here at at Allegiant's yeah. first game. He still didn't get it. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, one way appreciate it.
2: That's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool thing. I can't wait to get it for um the, when, the next random Oriole. It's yeah. cool that they are, but uh, see, here is what I don't get. That's a really cool thing,
0: Josh. What was your okay? Let's but before you start criticizing and annoying me. Uh, <laughs> the whole Adley Rutschman thing. Yeah. There is so many good things about it, All right. Josh? Favorite Adley Rutschman thing. I got two that jump out to me from Saturday or from the weekend.
2: Just the whole Adley Rutschman weekend. Adley Rutschman in extra innings, going out to Perez. Yes. That's the best part of the whole weekend. To see Adley Rushman fired up. That ranks,
0: I think, number three or four
2: for me. All right. But
0: that was a great moment.
2: That ranks pretty high for me, I think. But Josh, the cool thing
0: about that moment, I was thinking about that moment a lot because Adley Rushman. people say it all the time, and I guess it's true, that he's kind of this natural leader. Right. And as a guy like myself, who is the opposite of a natural leader, I'm a natural follower, not a natural leader. Sure. If I was in that position, right, a rookie... This is my second game of my career. Like, my whole thing is, let me lay low. <laughs> let me not make a scene. Yeah. Let me just catch. Let me not bat. But he, all of a sudden, first game, second game, like, is out there shouting, jumping up and down, getting in with people. Like, that would just not be me. Well, But that's why Adley's not me and Adley is Adley, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and it also, it stood out to me because he didn't pitch. He didn't catch that game. Right, no, He came right. In for the 10th and 11th. He's never catched for Perez before. Right. I, who knows if he even met Perez besides a quick handshake in the dugout or, or in the clubhouse. Yeah. And, the, and those guys, just, and he's fired he up running after to him You like might not have said two words to him. Exactly. Yeah, it's just... it, it, I love it. It's, it shows the competition of Adley. And then to finish that game with Adley being able to get the score and run to win yeah. and the excitement on his face as he's running home yeah. is another one of those top three moments for me. But, yeah, but even that, like, it's just, it's not me, but this idea of Adley running out to
0: the pitcher, a pitcher who's a veteran pitcher who's been there all season, a, a, you know, here's this kid who's here. This is his first, second day. He's running out to the pitcher. It's just, it's so cool. He's, he just feels yeah. like such a natural there. Totally. Um. So you're right. That was a cool moment. The hem being the winning run was
2: a cool moment. Right. Um. The triple, I appreciate the Rays allowing him to get a triple so he can be like Machado and weeders, Yes. Um. It, it, I, I'm shocked it didn't get scored as a double because that right fielder fumbled that ball about seven times before getting it thrown in.
0: Yep, yep. I, I think they were saying, though, it, you know, Rutschman's so fast, he would have a third anyway, even without the ball.
2: I don't know. He, I'll tell you what. He did not. He ran at a slower pace thinking it was a double, and then he picked up the pace when he saw the guy fumble the ball. If he did that whole pace, it could have been inside the park. He ran Josh hard means- once he
0: are you concerned that now the pressure really gets ratcheted up for Gunnar Henderson to hit a triple in his first game whenever he gets the Orioles?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty weird to see weeders Machado and him do that. A triple is weird to begin with. Yeah. A cat, a catcher hitting a triple. It's completely
0: bizarre. Your right. two top <laughs> former number one prospect catchers, both hitting triples. Yeah. On their first hit is so bizarre.
2: It's crazy. Um, but we've had we've had other prospects like Mount Castle not get that triple, so okay, we've had yeah, other guys come up that it'll, Gunner will be all right. Yeah, um, but I, but um, I like seeing yeah. that speed up badly. Like, yeah, yeah, he's faster than he leaders. can get a triple. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So um, did I miss did I miss your favorite moment?
0: You did no the, I I no par, par, the triple is probably number one. The, the other one I liked, there's two other moments I really liked. All right. One is this was shown all over the place on MLB and ESPN. His first inning catching before he caught his first inning. He kind of took a minute to oh, look around. Yeah, the crowd. I forgot about that. That, that was, was like
2: cool. something out of a movie. Yeah. Where, where the, the lights dim, the 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 player looks around, the music plays. Yeah. And just take it all in, kid. Yeah. Someone had and, to give and, him that advice. Yeah. And again, like, that's
0: not my, like, I would just go there. No one look at me. I'm going to kind of sneak in as being be a catcher. But Adley seems the kind of guy who embraces and likes big moments. No, right? He like, doesn't seem like the kind of guy who, he seems like the guy who wants to be up in the ninth, the base is loaded, yeah. um, which is good from your star.
2: Yeah, no. It's, and, other, and my favorite moment. It's, it's similar to yeah the scene we loved when the Orioles finally made the playoffs years ago. And Nick Markakis is just standing there taking it all in. Yeah, same type of thing.
0: Yeah, Buck Showalter too. It's Buck Showalter show taking Washington that in.
2: Adley's back there looking around, taking in the the seventeen thousand people. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's a shame. I think Buck and Adley would get along very well.
2: I think so too. I think so too. I, I wish Buck was still on this managing this team. Me, me too. Me too. Um, no. But my favorite moment, speaking
0: of Buck, involved Buck. Um, it was when the video of which I'm sure you saw the video of Buck Britain. Telling Ali Rutschman that he made it to to, to the majors and then everyone jumping in and, you know, um, celebrating with him. It's just a very cool
2: moment. Orioles PR did a good job. The social media, the video announcing at 8 a.m. announcing that he was getting called up was very good. They must have had that ready for months.
0: Oh, I'm Uh, sure because I'm sure Elias doesn't give them a big heads up. I'm sure they just know.
2: I want to talk about that because Elias gave them no heads up. Oh, Orioles yeah, PR found out the same time maybe 20 minutes before us. I think that's true. Um that's definitely that's definitely true. I think that's unfortunate, but it's it shows it helps as the first prospect coming up for Michael Elias, it helps me understand my, how Michael Elias brings up prospects. And but kind isn't of this not what, surprising? I, I I was not surprised by this. I, I was surprised at this because it's weird. We talked about the whole reason Orioles fans were excited, uh, were thinking Monday night was because it made sense. You come back in a homestand. You want the big crowd. Then, we were, then everyone was thinking Friday night because, all right, get the Yankees out of town. I think that Orioles PR would have made a different decision. They would have done it Monday or they would have done it Friday. Friday would have been perfect because they announced, he could have announced it on, I think if it was up to Orioles PR, here's how they would have handled it. They would have announced on Thursday after the Oriole game that Adley's coming up on Friday. That Adley is going to DH on Friday because he he they want him to have an off day, and you can come see him Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because or, or- Michael Elias doesn't. What this showed me is Michael Elias doesn't care about getting a full crowd and selling more tickets, any of that stuff, because. As far as selling tickets, the Orioles picked pretty much the worst day they could to bring in extra fans. To yep. give less than 12 hours notice, I went and looked. I could not get a plane that would get me there fast enough without spending $800 and flying into DC. Not to mention the day of the Preakness. I looked, and that was my next thing. The Preakness yeah. starts five minutes before the Orioles game, which attracts a lot of young people who would also
0: be people to attend, you know, Adler Rush's first game.
2: Well, and it's, it's not just young people. It's people looking for an event. And, yeah, and yeah, sure. yeah, what exactly. Orioles PR wanted, and what we talked about all off season, is opening day, Adley Rushman Day. And that Adley Rushman Day would be a big crowd. It'd be packed. It'd be all this. That's what Orioles PR would want. Michael Elias clearly doesn't care about any of that. Yeah. He wanted to wait until Adley was ready. Yeah. I still don't understand why they didn't announce it on Friday after the off day and say, hey, you're going up tomorrow. Like saying, yeah, Adley's taken off today, but he'll be there Saturday. So at least you had a little more notice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that works. By 8 8 a.m.? Yeah.
2: If you had plans to take your wife to the Preakness, you cannot tell her at 8 a.m. on the day of the Preakness, hey, sorry, babe, we got to go to the Oriole game. You cannot get out of your Preakness appointment at 8 a.m. Yeah. And I know there were lots of people at Preakness complaining that they couldn't see Adley. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. The practice
0: is a once in year thing, right? That I, I agree with everything you said, Josh. I think it, I think it's a good thing, kind of though. Like I like that Elias cares less about PR and cares more about
2: the players. I think that's the kind of I, cool well, thing. As a fan, it's irritating I, I, because it did not do the fan service. As right. someone that wants his team to be better, that's it helps me understand that he's doing the things the right way. He doesn't care about rushing someone up. It makes me a little annoyed as a fan because I sometimes want the prospects to be rushed up, but I like the way he's handling this. It also tells me Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, they might even start on the road. When they're ready, they're going to come up. It doesn't have to be a home game. In yeah. fact, for a pitcher, I think I might rather them start on, on the road where the crowd's not chanting their name and all the pressure where they're trying to throw the ball hard. Take a little, yeah. off, their, a little off their shoulders.
0: Yeah, the other thing about the the call-up is I saw a lot of misinformed – no, it's not a lot. A couple misinformed people saying this means the Orioles are going for the Super 2 um, with, with, with Adley Rutschman. It's no,
2: got nothing to do with it, right?
0: Um, and they were proven wrong very quickly because yeah. then you have to wait till, till, till June to make the move with Adley Like the middle of June. So they were proven wrong very quickly. And so what it tells me, and I, I feel like every time when they said that, I was like – Well, Michael Elias said he would bring Adley up when he's ready. Yes. This means he's just doing it completely off of, you know, manipulating his contract and his service time. Which wouldn't make sense. And I feel kind of like a fool because, like, no, like when Michael Elias says that, I kind of believe him that he's going to bring up these prospects when he feels they're fully ready. Now, when Michael Elias feels they're fully ready, might not be when you feel they're fully ready, but Michael Elias said it after the fact, like he wanted to see Adley start three consecutive games. And then he gave him a day off and then he called him up. Right. Made it very and clear. So our definition of ready might be different from Michaelis's. Right. But I think Michaelis is telling the truth when he says when these players are ready, according to Michaelis, he's going to bring them up. I don't think he's I don't think he's he's doing everything out of service time. I really no, don't.
2: I, I totally um, agree. I think he's kind of beyond that. And he's focusing on when these prospects are ready. I agree. And I think I think it was Jim Palmer who was in the booth on Sunday talking with him. And. uh he had to pressure him like, hey, why not on Monday? Why not Friday? And Michael I took with when he was ready. He said, hey, we wanted to see him catch three days in a row. We did that. We wanted them to rest, see how he felt. He did that. And then he was ready. And so then they kind of pressured him. Well, what about Grayson Rodriguez? When's he going to be ready? And he kind of laid out there, hey, when he's ready, we want to stretch him out. We want to get the number of pitches. We want to get the number of innings. And then Jim Pombo was pushing him. Well, is it innings or pitch And Michael Elias is like, well, yeah, we want to get his pitch count up, which will get the innings up. So I think they, they, wanna, they really don't want to. They want to make sure he's getting plenty of innings. They want to make sure he's getting the pitch count, which gives me excitement. Because what I heard from Michael Elias is that Grayson's getting close. That Grayson's a week or two or three out. Because he kept talking about getting his pitch counts up, and he pitched this past week and pitched like eighty six pitches on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and if you've been watching Grayson Rodriguez pitch, he started the beginning of the year pitching like sixty, yes. and then it was sixty five, and then it was seventy. Now the question is, like, what's any, and 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 by the way, also the past four starts he's been lights out, yeah,
2: six innings, so like taking his game nine, to, to, nine to, right.
0: to a next level, and he pitched six innings. You're right, eighty six pitches. Yeah, and so the question that becomes, so Josh, what counts is ready for? For um, Michael Elias, well, is it a hundred pitches? Is it ninety-five pitches? Like what counts as ready for Michael Elias? Well, might because a lot, a lot. I'll give you a hint. Start the next game. I'll give but, you a hint.
2: Yeah. Jordan Lyles is pitching. Just pitched pitch number eighty-six, and now the bullpen's warming up. Yeah. So well, yeah. Eighty-six got him into got him through uh, through six innings, and got the yeah. bullpen ready. So eighty-six. Well, and some people say could be all right.
0: And, and you're giving me this sideline here because I'm not done talking about Adley, but, but the Spencer Watkins getting hurt. I saw a lot of people speculating, well, that would make sense
2: for Jason the double header
0: line up with Spencer Watkins next start since Spencer Watkins now on the IL.
2: Yeah. And um, that lines up with Saturday when we have a double header.
0: Right. But I would put back at you. When is he's he's Michael Elias does not care. Yes. Like Michael Elias does not care. He I, will throw Chris Ellis. He'll throw anyone out there if he feels Grace Rodriguez is not out there, is not oh, ready. I totally. He's agree. not going to put Grace Rodriguez because there's an open spot and Grace is pitching well. He's only going to go on Grayson's specific timeline. He doesn't care about the Orioles situation. He right. doesn't care about a doubleheader. He
2: just cares about Grace Rodriguez. No, just like he just cared about Adley Rutschman. But that's where. That's where if you want to know when Grayson's coming up, you need to watch his turn in the rotation because when he's going to come up to the majors in that same rotation sp- slot. Sure. So yeah. they're not going to have him take an extra day off. They're not going to speed him up. It's going to be in that slot. So that leads Saturday as a possibility as well as Friday. It leaves Friday, Saturday a possibility.
0: Right. Sure. But I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing this game because it could be the next week. It could be two weeks. It could be a month from now. Yes. And so it, when it happens, it happens. But I'm not going to get on the let's call up great I mean, I'm satisfied with having Adley here. Like, I'm good. Adley Ratchman's here in the lineup every single day. I'm good for a while. If you want to bring up Grayson, bring him up. If you want to keep him down a little bit, I'm good for a while. Because
2: uh, I got Adley to watch. Right. Oh, and I was wrong about uh, Jordan Law. He's had 106, not 86 pitches. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, impressive. They let let go that long um second time this season he's gone 106 but the other thing
0: i'll say about adley talking about the pr thing um i think it's more of an indictment though on i was disappointed i mean there was a really good crowd there there by the way the crowd on friday night who was there in the 13th inning yeah you know how, josh this is how it always is you get to the 13th inning of a game in may right with the orioles right now that's a diehard crowd so yes. it was just a lot of fun yes. with that crowd in 13th inning it's the same on Saturday, right? It was like a it was a really good kind right. of diehard crowd, but it was small. It was a small crowd. It was not I thought it would be 30,000 people there. Yeah. There was not 30,000 people there. It was half that. It was a small crowd. Um, but I tell you what, and Dad mentioned this when we were there when Adley rushman was up in between pitches. You have never heard the stadium that quiet. Like every single eye or camera you know, our phone camera was on Adley every single pitch. That was pretty cool to see. But to me, the, you know, it's not, I think it's more on Oriole fans. Like I get some people at the Preakness, but I think there's more than 30,000 Oriole fans that didn't go to Preakness that live in Maryland that didn't have to spend $800 for a flight Mm. that could have went and seen Adley Rushman. So I think a little bit on Oriole fans. Maybe a little bit.
2: I think there's also a lot of Oriole fans that are so out of touch of the Orioles right now because they've gotten into that mindset of the Orioles suck and they don't know what's going on that they clearly don't know with 12 hours notice. Where again, 24 hour notice and some of those random people find out. There's a lot of people who probably didn't know until that evening.
0: No, I don't disagree, and I, don't, I actually don't know how much a 24-hour difference would have made as opposed to a 12-hour difference. The
2: difference is word of mouth gets out. You and yeah. I saw it on Twitter at 8 a.m. because we've been looking for it every single day. We've been watching for it nonstop. If you and, I don't, you and I text every day about the Orioles. If we didn't have that, if we weren't on Twitter, we would not know. How would you know? Yeah. Because when right. do the Orioles – When do you fi- if you're an average fan, when do you find out about something exciting going on with the Orioles? when you're watching the Oriole game or in the post game or when you're listening Man. to talk radio, have you, tr- did you try? Because I tried, I turned on one Oh five seven on Saturday. You know what was on? I said, Adley's coming up. Let me turn on one Oh five seven. And I go to download this app because they can't even work on tune in. They got to work on their own app. I download mm. the audacity app, go to one Oh five seven, the fan cause I want to get some exciting Adley Oriole talk. And it is right, was on Saturday programming, infomercials, oh. mm. because that's what you get on Saturdays is pre-recorded shows. Yeah. Everything. And when they finally went live, it was pre talk. Yeah. Everything Josh, that PR if you could called, have done.
0: Saturday morning, if you called 872-5555, you could have gotten a good discount on a mortgage rate.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And um, I get it. I get that they got to do Saturday programming. Again, 105.7, we talked about doing an emergency broadcast for an emergency podcast. We couldn't make it work on our schedules because we, again, had plans.
0: Right. Because Michael we, didn't give us heads up. That's what we're really mad about. We couldn't do a special pregame show because Michael Ayesha didn't give us enough heads
2: up. 105.7 should have had people prepared. Hey, whenever Adley gets a call, we're going on and taking live calls. Because I guarantee I'm not the only person that wanted to turn the radio on and talk about Adley Rushman. All
0: right. Maybe, Josh, or, or maybe, you know, 18,000 people care about how the caught up and a lot of people don't care. Yeah, uh, maybe there's... there's a lot of Orioles fans that just, you know, don't care until the Orioles start winning again. There is that. And and, and and maybe that crowd is more of an indictment of how far the Orioles have to go
2: to to get their I fan agree. base back and start winning again. I agree with that. I agree with that. They, they lost a lot of the fan base and that made a difference. Question for you. On... I know the Orioles made a big deal this year, this week, about uh, having the home run chain available in the Orioles team store. Yeah. Were Adley Rushman jerseys and jerseys available on Saturday? I did not go in the team store. Why not? There was only 15,000 people there, 17,000 people there. It's a long walk from 336. Because I'll tell you what, MLB (laughs) Orioles.com or whatever does not have Adley Rushman shirts available when I checked yesterday. Because I was ready to buy one. Yeah. Yeah, that, I've never owned an Orioles jersey before.
0: That might be my first Orioles jersey. I don't know. Think about it.
2: Yeah, I, I, uh, I got this Ripken one behind me. I've been rocking the Ripken one, but I think it's time for a Rushman.
0: Yeah,
2: probably a good one to get. I feel pretty good about Rushman keeping the number thirty-five. Ooh, he's been rocking the number thirty-five. Comes in. It's available in the Orioles, thanks to like Brad bergeson has gone and all those other guys. He could finally get the number 35.
0: Yeah. Josh, that is. This was a weird (laughs) moment for me. This was weird. Buster only has been critical of the Orioles. And I think, like, I was more on Buster's side a lot of it. I'm like, yes, I want the Orioles to spend
2: more money too. Right. And then this, though, took it to a a new level for me. Oh, it was straight. It was straight. It was because it wasn't Orioles analysis, it was straight Orioles. Front office hate. Well, on the biggest day for the yes. Orioles franchise in a while, right. when
0: we call up a number in prospect, Bust only, if you don't know, Buster only tweets out about the number Adley's wearing and like what is the what are the Orioles doing? The number should be retired. Cause Mike Mussina went in the Hall of Fame and he spent ten years with the Orioles. Yes. Therefore the number should be retired. And now Adley the is wearing it. That's a really bad look for the Orioles. Yes. This is what Buston only tweets one of the biggest days when the, your number one prospect is caught up It's well, and,
2: a weird thing to tweet and um, especially since the number 35 has been worn pretty much every season for the past 10 years There's like there's like 25 guys who've right. worn it between mike messina and now yeah literally but here's the deal i'm a little torn on this because i do not think the number 35 should be retired first I think of all Josh- to have an oriole jersey retired you need to be extremely special to that organization. You need to be, when you think of that player, you think of that organization. Um, but at, on the other hand, I do think the Orioles should do more to embrace Mike Mussina, the Hall of Famer. He went in without a, he didn't go into the hall with a Yankee hat on. That was purposeful to also acknowledge his time in Baltimore. And I think the Orioles... And I don't know if, as I've, I don't know if my tone has changed, but I do think that the Orioles should do a better job acknowledging Mike Mussina. I think there should be a Mike Mussina bobblehead night. I think there should be a celebration for Mike Mussina being in the Hall of Fame.
0: I, I just think when
2: your number one prospect is caught up,
0: it's a weird time to bring up the argument. I think It's just a weird time to bring up the debate. If you want to have this debate, fine. Why, why are we having it when you just caught up number one prospect? And then criticizing the number he's wearing, like can we just celebrate
2: Adley Rutschman. I just don't get the timing of the debate. Well, the timing's simple. The timing is pure hate of the organization. Now,
0: instead of talking about how great Adley is, we're talking about the number freaking thirty-five.
2: Well, a, a week ago, Adley was—he was, uh, was talking, or yeah, a few days previously, he was talking on his podcast about Aaron Judge's comments and talking about how. Uh, he, he also hates the way Camden Yards looks because it's his favorite ballpark because of the, so much time he spent there. He was at the Sun for two years. He was only at the Sun for two years. He spent right. a lot more time outside of Baltimore than in Baltimore, but somehow he has a whole lot of hate for this organization and everything they do. Yeah. And the poor thing about Buster is I don't think he even realizes
0: it. Like, he defends himself on Twitter. Yes. I don't think he even realizes. he thinks, He honestly thinks, I feel like, that he is being fair and balanced in his take with Baltimore.
2: But I also he think, realize
0: how biased he is against them.
2: Yeah, but I also think the Orioles fans sad. are a little harsh on him.
0: Yeah. And that I think kind of brings out more of it, right? It kind of it doesn't like if Baltimore thinks they're arguing with Buster to get him to stop, that's not what it achieves. No. <laughs> like it makes Buster go further down yes, that road. Totally. Um, but yeah, but I, I yeah, I mean I, I'm on the side where Mike Messina had he, he had a choice, right? He, he got to choose what hat he wanted to go in with the Hall of Fame. And at the though I know the Hall of Fame has a say, right? But ultimately, they, they often do what the player wants. Yes. And Mike Messina had the opportunity to go in as an Oriole. And if he went in as an Oriole, Josh, he would have gotten a statue and his number retired. He yes. would have if he went in as an Oriole. He chose to go teamless. He chose to go teamless. So right. it was your choice. And so now, no statute, no retired number. Same, same I, I don't want to go the Yankees were to we retire every single number. Yeah, um, and and honestly, like he was my favorite player as a child. I have poster in his room, Posted in my
2: room of him. And the little, the little bit but, that he's returned, he's been very good. And it's yeah. fun to see him interviewed and stuff. Yeah, but but he also. Like signed with the Yankees, like that—that that happened. I get that.
0: <laughs> he left the Orioles and signed with the Yankees, and you can say whatever you want about Peter Angels being stingy, but he signed with—he signed with, he signed with Is, the Yankees. Does this uh, played for with, with the Yankees a long time? Had a lot of success with the Yankees. Good on him, and chose to go capitalist. And when I think of, when I think of Earl Weaver, and Cal Ripken, and Frank Robinson, Eddie Murray, right? We 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 go down this list. Mike Messina. Uh, Right,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, what I'm saying, you don't don't uh, retire his his number.
0: I, I mean, if, we, if you retire Mike Messina's number, and then we have arguments who mean more to the franchise, it Adam Jones. I would argue Adam Jones has meant just as much to this franchise as Mike
2: Messina. I would say that a couple weeks ago Adam we had the Jones- discussion. A uh, couple weeks ago we had the discussion of Adam Jones and the uh, feeling left out by the Orioles not contacting him. Yeah, and there's a lot. Of, there's some probably some friction there. That we we laughed off about about the uh, Orioles and him not letting them trade him to the Phillies. Well, and I think Peter Angelos has a pretty
0: good history of being petty and burning bridges and not being great with relationships. I think Peter Angelos has not been great at every relationship
2: he's had, (laughs) to say the least. Yeah, I can see that. Not everyone loves Peter Angelos, and part with good reason. No, I was I was watching Rookie of the Year this weekend. Uh I think it was this weekend randomly. It was on um fiance's son was watching it, so I was sitting down and at one point the uh the little kid goes out and he 's making his first pitching appearance, and they turn to the owner of the friend of the owner of the cubs, this old man <laughs> up in his club and they 're like come on let 's go sit in closer seats and he says no i can 't go sit out with the fans. The fans will tear me apart, and I think of that as Peter angelo's like he can't go out there. There's so much hate from fans yeah. for this team that he cannot even go into his luxury box at Camden Yards because he is afraid of the fans.
0: Well, just hang on a couple more years there, Peter, and uh, I think that might change a little bit. But I don't know if Peter can hang on a couple more years. Yeah, I don't know either, hopefully. Um, but but I, th- I I like that we have, like, Yankee fans will retire every number. And, and yes. by the way, the Yankee fans can go retire Mike make number if they want, so I don't care. But... I, I like how the Orioles have a pretty strict criteria. Yeah, make the Hall of Fame, go in as an Oriole, you get a statue, retire your number. It's simple. There's, there's no, yeah. there's no gray area. We don't even have debates might, every time. But, but it's but very
2: simple. The, but that's the bare yeah. minimum. Might high, it might even be
0: high. The standard might even be higher than that. Oh no, I'm good with that. I'm good if you make the Hall of Fame as an Oriole, retired number. I'm I'm good with that.
2: All right, so Manny Machado goes in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's hat.
0: no there's zero chance he's putting an Orioles hat when he goes in the Hall of Fame. i know that i understand that he's wearing a padres hat all right you're correct because they gave money and Orioles didn't you're correct but all right um josh uh updated top 100 prospects
2: yeah excited to see some some more uh Orioles in there i guess it's it's not it's been shifted a little bit it's the same type of guys but now yeah. it's 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 weird to look at the top 10 and see us have two of the top 10. Uh, two of the top three, right? Yeah, D- two of the top three. I was being generous with saying two of the top 10 or uh, humble. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I, I think and, – and the weird thing too is like with that list, D.L. Hall is number 83 in the top 100. And D.L. Hall's stuff is top 10 in, in prospects and right. kind of baseball. His whole thing is kind of injury, and can he still, in his pitch, can he still cool. work out as being a starter? And, and a little bit with location, too. Can, can, can he throw enough strikes? Right. But it just goes to show how, like, D.L. Hall could very easily be top 15 if he didn't have the health yeah. factors, right? So there's so many different
2: kind of factors. That well, and that's how skate. I kind of feel about Gunnar Henderson, is he's at 48. So he's in the top 50. But yeah. the season he's having this year at Bowie... I feel yeah. like he's gonna go, he's gonna be promoted to Norfolk in the next month if he can continue to put those numbers up he could easily be in the top twenty five going into the next yeah. season and I would
0: argue that or, or maybe even I mean I think this update Josh reflects more people who graduated and I think in July they do a bigger kind of mix up on this of, year based on who's how how they're playing this year but I think Gunnar Henderson forty eight actually reflects that he was a second round draft pick like I bet if he was a first round draft okay pick, he'd be in the he top. would be a lot higher. That makes um, sense. But forty eight, I think you know, especially when guys are just drafted, they put higher drafted right. guys. So they're not taken into based on the you know scouting projections, or whatever. Sure. Um, and it takes a while for a second round or a lower guy to prove that he deserves right. to be in the top twenty
2: five or whatever. No, and it goes back to the whole Michael Elias thing. Adley Rushman is the first time we get to see a player drafted by Michael Elias, go through the Michael Elias system, and make it up into the majors. All these guys are going to do that. All these guys are going to do that in the next two, three years. That's pretty special.
0: Yeah, and what what was um, Michael Elias' quote recently that there are blue skies ahead? Um, And and I feel like Michael Elias has been telling to us straight pretty pretty much this whole time. And you think that first draft class, Josh, could turn out to be an absolute kind of banger of a draft class. First round, first number one pick, Adley Rutschman. Second pick in that same draft, second round, Gunnar Henderson. Do you know who the third guy picked was in that draft was? Uh, D.L. Hall. No, it was Kyle Stowers. Okay. D.L. Hall, I think is back to a, a Ducat guy. But uh, Kyle Stowers, who's now just had a three-home run game from Norfolk the other day. He um, was the third guy picked in that draft. Um, so I think those top three are, are looking kind of pretty sweet. So that could turn out to be a really good um a really good draft
2: yeah I mean it is it's really exciting that the future we keep talking about the future and now it's safe to say the future's here yeah yeah and
0: so all of a sudden like this team has become I feel like so much more watchable so much better just with the addition of one player um Adley Rutschman and every time we add someone new it's going to be um just adding right oh yeah uh, this idea of we got to get worse before things get better is not true anymore we've gone through our lowest moments this is we are on the upswing we will never be as bad as we were two years ago or even a year ago we are a better team a better you know major league team right now than we have been in a long time
2: it's like it's like a it's like a it's like you're doing like a a mantra or something as you're like we've been through bad times every day i'll get better one foot in front of the others we're gonna yeah. get there yeah. yeah this is matt the life coach right here yeah that's exactly that's exactly we've been through the downs we've been through the lows it's all it's all blue skies and it's all upward upward and onward. yep yeah, yeah and yeah so i think it's if if if
0: nothing else this team has become and i think will continue to be a lot of fun to watch right odor. I'm falling in love with Odor. Uh, he's clutch. He's the spark plug. I love Odor. Um, uh, yeah. you know, obviously, it's the other player. I mean, Austin Hayes is one of the funnest players to watch. I mean, but, he's just, he plays with an intensity.
2: Right, but Odor was not very fun until this past week where he finally right. started oh, to
0: Odor's fun factor has increased exponentially yeah. this past
2: week. He's having yeah. fun. The goggles are out. Austin Hayes is. Austin Hayes is so exciting to watch right now. Yeah. Yeah. So so when you got guys yeah, like true. that, Mancini's hot. Mancini's a perfectly fine trade candidate. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mancini's not honest, going anywhere. Mancini's, Mancini's not going traded. anywhere. He's hitting over three hundred. Um, Mancini is getting traded this year. Except no, he's not getting traded.
0: No. How he are we might gonna get extended. I don't know if the, I don't know if they'll extend him or not this year or wait till the offseason. He's how can liner. you
2: keep Mancini on this well no how can you keep Mancini on this team? When you got Mount Castle and when you got Rushman sharing the DH, Josh, they're playing now together. What are you talking about? They'll I know, but I play. don't think you can in the future. They're playing now because Mancini's in right field. Mancini okay. is not a right fielder of the future. Okay. He Mancini is a guy you're going to get not DHing four days a week. think Rushman's DHing once or twice a week. Okay. I still think. For a guy that has no trade candidates, Mancini's your trade candidate. Mancini's the guy you can trade. Now, if Odor continues what he's been doing this week, he can bump that ERA up out of the twos, out of the low twos. Maybe you can flip Odor like the whole plan was. All right. Josh, I just want you to start preparing yourself for
0: Mancini not being traded.
2: I will bet you whatever you want that Mancini is not an Oriole in August. All right. I'll, I'll take that bet. All right. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out, out for
0: that. the next yeah, I think
2: Mancini's Okay. I doubt it.
0: I, I know you doubt it, but I, I'm telling you, doubt not, Josh. All right. I doubt not. All right. Ray, get out of here. I'm going to watch the end of this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get out of here. All right, guys. You can follow us on all your social media platforms. Like us on Twitter. You can message us if you see us at the game or something.
2: Hey, you um, can... You can also message us over on Patreon if you're a Patreon member. Go to section336.com, click support, and you can be a Patreon member for $3.36 to help us. Got a message from Michael. Hey, so I was at the kids' play area at Oriole Park at Cannon Yards before the game last night, and I saw an older gentleman with a Soroka jersey walk in and sit down with a guy who looks like one of you. Was that indeed you? Matt, That was were me you in the play my... place? Father. Yeah. All right. At first, I wasn't sure if Dad went to the game with you guys on Saturday, and I was like, I wonder if Matt's the old man and Bert's the person. You no, know, that was Dad's, Josh, that was Dad's first time in the Orioles
0: play area. <laughs> and he actually said it was pretty nice. There was a nice. It was hot, but there on Saturday, there was a nice breeze flowing. Well, because they got, nice, the, they they got the new chairs. big TVs there. They got big TVs there. Um, Albie and Salas were running around ch- chasing each other. We went to the game with Albie, too. Um... We didn't stop talking for 90 minutes. It was incredible, um, and it was just—it was
2: a, yeah. So, so. Right, well, Michael he did said me. Michael said he did not want to come up and interrupt you. I'm going to put this out here, even though I don't know if I, when I'm getting back to the yard, if you see one of us there, come up and say hi. We like to meet yeah. people. I mm-hmm. not had an awkward encounter in the men's room, uh, so right. absolutely, and and come up and be bold and because I it. Matt and I are both not bold people. We will stay back. You have to come to us. A little so, introverted sometimes, but yeah, yeah a little so bit. Yeah. Always, but please come to us. We like you. We're just more introverted. Yeah, I buy that. All right, all right. <laughs> also, no PlayStations. Everybody okay. You Even see, after the it. call and the guilt trip, and the guy can't do anything right. Ooh. So, no update there. All right, You can follow us on uh, Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at
0: section three three six. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go, go, come up crazy. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is, a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths, like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths, too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com.
1: You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun.